Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our honored guest is Nicole Rodriguez, the owner and founder of NRPR Agency. Welcome to the show today. Tell us about yourself, Nicole. Yeah, thank you. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for the the warm welcome. Um, My name's Nicole and I have been in PR and digital marketing for 22 years now. I actually hail from Fremont, California. So I'm a Silicon Valley girl, um, born and raised. I moved to LA, uh, gosh, I want to say almost 12 years ago now. um, And I love it here. So I started my firm um, eight years ago, goodness, in June is when we hit our eight year anniversary. So, um, but I had been in the industry for years. I, uh, between technology and as far off as football, I actually did PR in house for the Oakland Raiders when we were in Oakland. Um, and I just, I have a, an affinity for storytelling and helping brands and people tell their stories well. And so between whether it's a tech company, whether it's a football team, whether it's a startup, whether it's a company that's a grown up, um, everyone has a story to tell. And it's important that it's done well and with the right channels. So that's a little bit of my my magic that I, I help companies with. And I've been doing that for now over two decades. It's incredible. And it's changed so much in the last 22 years. I mean, you've seen it go from, you know, pre, almost pre-digital to digital. Um, yeah. And, and then I, the, used to, I used to ahead. fax press releases. <laughs> I use like I. It's funny. My my tell my employees. I'm like I used to fax press releases to the wire companies when I first started in PR. So like mm. that just tells you how um yeah how quickly technology has evolved. But yeah, it's exciting, exciting times. And you know what was it that you found you realized about yourself in order to go into PR per se, because there were so many different channels that you could have gone into in that realm. What about PR really drew you? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I was, I take this back to 12 years old, when I was 12 years old, I actually, I, I wanted to run for office in junior high and high school. Right. And so I realized that public perception was everything with getting votes and making sure that, you understood what the people needed, right? Like what my classmates needed from a leader. I didn't know that was a job, right? So I knew that I uh, understood how to write. I understood persuasive speech. I understood how to listen to people and actually formulate plans based on other people's needs mm. and and strategize, right? I also understood how to use media because we had school papers, we had you know, all of these different mediums for communicating with the audiences. And when I was in high school, I thought, well, I guess that's marketing, right? I was uh, president of the marketing club of my high school. And I just assumed this was all marketing that I was doing. I didn't realize there was a niche. Yeah, It was actually called PR. So when I got into college and realized that was a major, it was one of my professors in journalism who actually called it out. He was like, did you know that 
you should probably be taking a PR 101 class. And I just kind of looked at him like, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure, I'll sign up for it. I took PR 101 and I was like, holy moly, this was my calling this whole time. Oh, I've been doing this exciting. since 12. I yeah. love it. I love it. I too was in student government. I was like the yeah. vice president of my class, the president of my class, the vice president yeah. of my school. We had a school of over 7,000 students. Which school did you go to? It was in Northern Virginia. I grew up outside oh. of Washington, DC. Okay. And it was just like, um, it was an animal. Um, but just like you're saying, it's about perception, which is about brand, right? Your brand is oh. only what it means based on how it's being perceived, your brand perception. That's right. And that's why, you know, Louis Vuitton charges what they do and coach charges what they do and so on and yep. so forth. So it's really, it's really fascinating. And at this time where kind of the, the playing field, so to say, has been somewhat leveled. And it's like, if you're going to stand out, if you're going to, um, if you're going to rise to the top or be even be noticed, it's all about this perception about, that's right. you know, your brand. So it's very, uh, it's very deep work actually to tell a story, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. And to connect with a brand, I think every brand and company has a soul, mm. right? Really thinking about that, humanizing it and knowing that when you think about Apple, you think of a certain energy that mm -hmm. comes with it, right? You picture totally. the stores, you picture okay, your earbuds, there's a sleekness to it. There's a, there's a bit of a hipness to it. There's a little bit of a, uh, I don't know how to say it, but I don't know if you remember their, their ad campaigns where it was like the guy with his earbud or his headphones and his iPod back in the day. And it was mm -hmm. sort of fun and it was hip. And, um, and then you think, okay, Microsoft, it has a different energy. It has a different soul. And so, when you're thinking about the channels to tell your story, what has to feel right is it needs to stay true to brand, which means true to the soul and the ethos of that company, no matter what channel you're using. So that's the deep work. It's like, how do you really connect with what the brand, what it is, you know, what, what it feels like to receive and experience that brand. Absolutely. Right? And I think we can relate that even to ourselves. The women listening yeah. today are also doing a lot of deep reflection. There are a lot of women out there who are changing their careers um, because, you know, they either got laid off or COVID has presented new challenges that they have to accommodate. Um, and they're looking for something that is soul filling, not soul draining and getting reconnected to and tethered to that, like innate part of ourselves, that 12 year old self that you, you really, you know, saw shine through and, and for me, you know, I've always been in this role of, of someone who's, they call me the gutless guru actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'm such a stand for like, you know, what's true and what's real and yeah, what's I love good. That. I've always been that way. And, yeah. um, and so that, that's like what we have to get back to in a way. Yes. And it's funny because my sister's in branding. And so she'll always say like, that's really off brand, you know, like for her own personal <laughs> brand. And I think that we all have that. We all have that story. Yeah. We all have our soul and we have to tether to it and make decisions about our life and our health that equal and result in vitality or less vitality. Because like, if it's not resonating with us in our lives, it's not really going to be bringing more vitality. Vitality is like next level health. Totally. So, for those of you who can't see Nicole, she is a beautiful woman and she's very vital. Like you can tell she's like glowing and she has this beautiful skin and hair and she's just got these bright eyes. And, um, how do you do it? How do you, uh, you know, maintain the vitality as a mom, as a romantic partner, as a business owner? Like, how do you, how do you maintain it? That's a great question. I think most people who meet me, um, 
there's a certain kind of, you know, friendliness that I'll have in public, of course, with people. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I enjoy being home alone. Mm. I enjoy cocooning and, and recapturing my energy. I enjoy sitting in the peacefulness of my home and, you know, wiping down the counters, listening to like Lionel Richie or, you know, just kind of connecting to, you know, Saturdays at home when I'm the oldest of nine kids. So finding peace and quiet in a home that large, did it barely existed. And when I could find it, I'd find it in my room and I would be quiet. And, and on a Friday night when my high school friends were out doing things after, after a football game, I would be home relaxing and just getting that energy together. And so I, I don't spend too, too much time out, out. Um, I keep my, my circle, my energy very close. And when I need to, I sleep and I, I spend a lot of alone time that I really actually enjoy or one-on-one -on -one time with my more handsome half or one-on-one -on -one time with my daughter um, or maybe one-on-one -on -one time with a really close friend. Mm. That's actually how I, I preserve energy to be able to work and also not burn out. Yeah, that's so, so helpful to hear because um, a lot of people will not give themselves permission to, yeah. to do that. And it's really important. I'm actually the same way. I'm super personable, very outgoing, but when I need to restore, you'll find me like alone getting the... Mm -hmm getting the house cleaned up and organized, tying up loose ends, and then yep. just having like quiet time. I love my quiet time. Me too. <laughs> it's so sacred. It is. I'm like kind yes. of selfish about it. I'm like, <laughs> like why would I you come out? I'm like, I, I, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I need this time. I need this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how old is your daughter now? She is 20. She's going to be 21. And um, we're wow. actually going to spend her 21st up north. We're going to, I'm going to do the Napa, the mom, daughter, you know, and probably invite a couple of her aunties, like my sisters and her dad's sisters <laughs> and, you know, have, have a nice, like grown up adult, not Vegas 21, you know, kind of kickoff. Um, it was funny because at first she's like, should I do Vegas? And I'm thinking like, my baby's getting older, like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want. And then the fact that she was like, mom napa sounds good and i'm like oh, we like this so yeah she's 20. that is really exciting for those of you who can't see nicole she does not look she doesn't look much over 20. so it's like amazing to hear about her uh, her adult daughter but you know a lot of women who are listening have children that are of school age um and they are um, they're kind of struggling. So you were also building your business when your daughter was that age. Oh, yeah. um, and so how did you manage that guilt? The guilt of needing to be there for your business, for your romantic partner, um, as well as being a mom? Like what, what was it then that you did? Yeah, that is a really, really great question. And so for all the moms out there, um, just sending loving vibes to you, knowing that, you know, Mom shaming, unfortunately, is a real thing. And I do remember that when my daughter was of school age, and even in high school, it wasn't as bad because I think they, they gain a little bit more of their own independence in high school. But, you know, early on, um, I, you know, her father and I have always had a really good, fun, friendly relationship, right? So 
we balanced things out. They saw mom, they saw dad, we were at the school, but we were also very young parents. So at her school, it was it was strange for a lot of the moms to one, see how young I was and two, see how dedicated I was to my career. So when bake sales were going on and I wasn't the mom baking, I was certainly the mom who was saying like, well, I can donate to it, but I, I don't have a lot of time. What I did, I spent that time with my daughter so that no matter what the outside perception was, oh, well, Nicole's not at the bake sale or she's she's not here volunteering at the at the school play. I, I was at the school's plays when my daughter performed, but was I at every practice? No, I was working. I had to build myself up. And so when I had the one-on-one -on -one time with my daughter, I was always very clear with her how much I loved her mm. and what mom was doing to set up for her future. And now that she's 20, she admitted to me, she said, you know, growing up, I didn't understand. And part of me thought, well, my mom's just a workaholic. Maybe that's what it is, right? Because this is what she would hear. She'd hear it from the other moms who would pick her up and help with the after school stuff. And she saw, she's like, no, mom, you're right. I'm at NYU now getting straight A's at NYU. Why? Because her work ethic, mm -hmm. she understood. She's like, yeah. this is what I saw mom do. Yeah, Mom, you set me up to be able to go to the college of my dreams. You set me up to where I wasn't afraid of my dreams because you were always going after yours. So mm. having that conversation with your kids mm. and saying, it might look like I'm working too much, but honey, I love you and I'm doing this so that you can see what real life adult life looks like and you can be ready for it. Yeah, well, it's so beautiful. It really sending so many, like commend you. And it's, it's, it's a really delicate edge, isn't it? Yeah. You know, cause it goes yeah. into the guilt. It goes into the shame. But then in the end, um, I can say now my daughter's 17 and she, uh, she's, she's starting to really appreciate it as well, but you know, it's not yeah. always been easy. Yeah. Um, you know, not at all, but you know, that's not what parenthood's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's supposed to be. Um, nope. but you know, it sounds like your story is just so rich. Uh, for those of you who are interested to learn more, you have a book that really talks about your story as an inspiration to, to be the boss of your life. It sounds like it's called mm -hmm. Beverly Hills boss. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, beverlyhillsboss.com. You can go there and read all about it and uh, you can click to order the digital version you can click to order the print version if you want um and if you just go on there there's also like a free 10 tips to basically use to start the process of becoming the boss of your own life because again being the oldest of nine having to grow up as quickly as i did um there was a lot that i needed to sort of get together by 18 because by 18 I had to move out there was no room in the house for me to really grow so at 18 I I had moved out and had to it was scary mm. it was scary to have no plan b mom and dad did not have a come back just in case it doesn't work out it was well cool you're 18 well good luck with the world yeah. <laughs> kind of thing and obviously i'm still close to my parents but it was a very like tough love situation and now that i look back at it i'm glad but at 18 it was the hardest thing on my life my confidence my mm -hmm. drive 
it killed it all for a little while. I, mm. I was in college lost mm. and I just, I had to reconnect to the 12 year old. I had to reconnect with who I was authentically to push through those hard times. And my daughter actually gave me that motivation. Mm. Uh, seeing her, I was like, she is going to see everything that her mom ever dreamed of doing. She's gonna see her mom do it. and being 15, I actually was like, I'm going to move to Beverly Hills one day and I'm going to live there. I'd never even visited Beverly Hills, but for some reason I wanted to live there because I saw it on TV Yeah. and, right. and now this is my home. And, uh, mm -hmm. and my daughter has seen every goal I've ever set for myself, including going, going to UCLA. I'm finishing my MBA right, right now while she's at NYU. And we are both nerding out, going to school together, kind of like, <laughs> checking in with each other it's really cute but it. she sees she's like oh my god because i couldn't get my mba being a mom at 22. right yeah i love that for you congratulations that's such yeah, a huge accomplishment you. i too am thinking about going back to school i think i'm going to become an osteopath yes. yeah not necessarily because i want to like treat people osteopathically about osteopathically i am going to say the word my goodness <laughs> uh, i don't want to give like adjustments at least i don't think but i really want to learn the body of knowledge because i've just been geeking out uh, on health these last you know almost 30 years and I really want to understand the fascia system. I think there are links there that are going to help close some gaps in my understanding because it's just health is not that complicated yet. It can be. Um, and there's so many fundamental pillars of it, but the things you're talking about today are things that a lot of women um, neglect. They think it's about the diet. They think it's about the exercise and it is, I'm not going to sure. pretend that it's not, but it's right. a lot about the mindset. It's about uh, your goals, as you've been talking about. It's about um, being true to yourself and aligning mm -hmm. to what's right for you. And, mm -hmm. and these are things that like, if we don't do that, then like energy is just leaking out because we're frustrated, we're, we're, we're not fulfilled and so on and so forth. So I just really commend you for your, your inspirational story and um, yeah, the work that you. you're doing. Yeah, no, thank you. And PR is, I don't know how anyone does it these days without a PR agent, to be honest, because like you're yeah. kind of guessing um, if you don't have the data analytics, if you don't have the connections, um, it's really, really intense. You have a, you have a podcast yourself. Tell us yeah. about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called Perfect Pitch, P-R-F-E-C-T uh, Pitch. And that really um the impetus for starting my podcast was you know being in pr working with ceos brilliant brilliant people who hey just can you get me in forbes can, can you get me an entrepreneur can you get me in fast company and what they what they forget is that the people making the decisions the journalists the media the ones who went to school or or have this you know a drive for writing and telling stories are human beings they're human beings who have their own stories, who have their own needs, who have their own things that they need to meet at work. And I think that so many people forget that they just say the media, mm -hmm. the media and, and our and clients just look at uh, just call the media. But they're humans. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they they like to be approached in certain ways. They need to be approached in certain ways. If you want to be in fast company, you very well need to prove that your business has made money. Um, has made it through some hard times, is changing the world and has already signed clients. Not like, well, I started my company yesterday, but it's a really good vision. Can it get in Fast Company? It, it, to me, it's uncovering the here's how, here's why, and here's the human 
that I talk to if your Fast Company or Forbes piece is going to get written. This is what they need, right? And so, and, and I have so many amazing journalist friends who have been friends of mine for years that, um, you know, one of the reasons why I love what I do is because of the friendships. So it really highlights them and celebrates their hard work, keeping mm. the world informed, right? So that's, that's my podcast. That's beautiful. And it also helps people to um, know how to honor these different channels as well. Um, which can lead to higher success rates for people who are either in the industry or who are looking to leverage the industry for their own benefit or hopefully yep. the benefit of knowing about the business uh, that they're in. It's awesome. So people should subscribe, listen. What would you, you like? Yeah, it's depending on where you listen to your podcasts or if you like <laughs> watching it on YouTube, we also put them up on, on NRPR Group's YouTube channel. But, you know, where you can find them commonly, right? So Spotify, Apple, um, where else do they put it up? My team is so amazing. Like they, they do all the distribution. I know it's on Apple cause that's where I listen to it myself. Yeah, that's know? perfect. We'll put so, it in the show notes for sure. Yes. So you guys can check it out. I love perfect pitch. I mean, of course it was a movie, right. But, um, at the end of the day, it's a sales conversation and we are pitching ourselves, um, you know, a lot of the day. And that's part of, um, that's part of us presenting and representing ourselves, and it's funny, every time I tell my story, it's a little bit different. I don't know about you, um, but it is. It depends on the audience and, the audience. Uh, and what's yes. appropriate, what's relevant. Because I'm sure like you, um, you know, I have such a rich story and there's so many facets of it. <laughs> it's like, where's yeah. the most value going to be seen? Are there any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah, no, I guess for, for women, it's, um, you know, we, one thing that I think I learned too late was that. Um, my intuition was right. And when I didn't listen to it was when I went down a wrong path. It, it, I was listening to other people. I was outside of my heart and I was in my head. I was trying to make sense of life. And I feel like there are so many things that as a mother, as a professional, as a partner, um, that if I could just center in who I was authentically, much sooner. There are probably a lot of mistakes I wouldn't have made. Obviously, every mistake leads you down the path that you're supposed to be. And I'm, you know, glad that the universe has, you know, settled me here where I am. But at the same time, I probably could have gone through a little bit less turmoil, probably, um, as a as a younger mom, or even as a mom building my career. So trust, trust your intuition. And when you're not sure, find alone time. It's, it's not other people's opinions that you need to care about. It's can you sleep at night knowing you're making the right choices that feel good to you? And sometimes it's that selfish decision that leads you down the path to actually getting your dreams, being your best you, showing your best you, especially if you're a parent, you want your kids to see you radiate as the best you. And sometimes that comes with some, some selfish decisions, but trust your gut. And trust that intuition. I love that. And it's so true. A hundred percent of the time when I haven't followed my gut, it's been the wrong choice. Yep. Even when following your gut seems to be counterintuitive or something somebody may disapprove of. Um, yeah, it's that that's probably the best advice anyone could ever give. I mean, that is really valuable. 
and it can be so hard because as you said earlier, there's so many things that are, that are conflicting as a, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, um, being in a romantic relationship and also just caring for yourself. So such solid advice. And it's like, we're going too fast and we can't actually find the time to tune in to what that right decision is. Yep. It's so critical. Nicole, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you. Work, your mothering, the example that you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been really nice. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to, to listen and ask questions. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.